Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Get Snagging. If you are in the process of buying or have bought a new build property, then this podcast is for you. My name is Ian and I run Lively Professional Services Limited, a new build snagging company. In this week's episode, we are going to be looking at some of the snagging related comments we have had on our YouTube channel. But before we dive into these comments, I need to get something off my chest. During our inquiry process, we regularly get customers who say they have to get a snagging list to their developer within the first seven days. No, you don't. You have two years under your warranty agreement to give your developer snagging lists. What your developer wants a snagging list for in these first seven to ten days is because this is part of their processes and procedures so the site manager can get you handed over to customer care. It is also because if you see any scratches or damage to your kitchen units, sanitary wear or wall and floor tiling after this date they are more than likely going to blame you for damaging them while moving in. So whilst it's important that you give them a list within the first seven to ten days, it does not mean you can't have your new home professionally snagged after this period. There, rant over. Now let's dive into these comments. Here we go. I have a question. I understand that these houses have been handed over and an HBC has signed them off. My question is, at what stage did the customer call you in? I know many site managers that list these faults and they get bypassed. I know many site managers take up a career as a professional snagger because it is easy money. It's faults they've pointed out already that for some reason don't get rectified. Surely an HBC as the insurance company should be snagging these houses after completing build, not just the stages. So my answer to this is, you were right. A lot of professional snaggers are ex-site managers. I was a contracts manager, so who better to snag your house than someone who knows how to build them? One of the problems is getting subcontractors to do the work correctly in the first place. Their supervisors are frightened of making them do it again because they might leave, which gives them a labour problem. There is a huge labour shortage and this problem is only going to get worse. The NHBC don't snag houses. They expect the houses to be ready at each key stage inspection and it is just a visual inspection. Yes, they will give a reportable item if they see anything which does not comply with their standards. Here is a thought to think about. Each and every site manager has the ability to put professional snaggers out of business. I would welcome this with open arms because it means new home buyers are getting what they deserve a quality house. The problem is developers are greedy and it is purely a numbers game to achieve their budget and the number of houses they build to satisfy their shareholders, which means for new home buyers, there is always going to be snags. So we're in the same conversation. Somebody else has jumped in here. You're right. Nobody cares. The pressure to get it done. Construction companies run by businessmen, not trades. No tradesman wants to do a shit job. Trouble is, few tradesmen about since MVQ was brought in. So my response to that was, I agree with you. There is a massive labour shortage. There are few apprentices on site and no one cares. No one is checking these properties. It is all down to programme and greed. Here's another conversation from somebody on YouTube. I wish I had met you as a contracts manager. The ones in my experience are only interested in CMLs and bonuses. They get found out and moved on to other companies. My opinion, the trades aren't the problem. The money grabbing managers are the issue. So I responded to this with, it is a vicious circle. All anyone is interested in 
is money. The customers are not even thought about and get the rough end of the stick. I was brought up to expect a fair day's wage for a fair day's work. Unfortunately, this has been lost and all trades are interested in is how much they earn during the week and not about the quality of their work. This is one of the issues as subcontractors are constantly being asked to reduce their prices. Once the developer has got them, subcontractors are then stuck as most can't afford to lose the retention the developer holds back on them. They have no choice but to cut corners, rush the work and buy cheaper materials to make a living. In my opinion, the whole industry needs to be regulated to ensure we are building quality houses and customers are not getting ripped off. Here's a, another little comment. If all the houses were perfect, you would be out of a job. So for you, there needs to be problems. And my response to that was, I would be over the moon if all houses were perfect. That way, there would be no need for professional snaggers and new build house buyers would be getting a great product. That's just my thought. They're always going to be snags though. Another one, I didn't know ducks, and we're talking about cavity trays here and any penetration through a cavity. I didn't know ducks and presumably boiler flues needed a cavity tray above them. The chance of any moisture for the customer from such a small hole must be one in a million. I don't really see why meter boxes need them either. They are a plastic box with no holes in them. Any water would migrate harmlessly around them. My response to that was, yes, building regulations require cavity trays to prevent water penetration where the cavity or an external wall is bridged or where an external wall becomes an internal wall at a lower level. Cavity trays are designed to ensure that water is diverted to the outer leaf or clear of the bridge. Now that's whether it's an extractor duct, a boiler flue, a soil pipe, they should all have cavity trays. However, the NHBC allow developers to core drill once the roof is on, so no cavity trays go in. The good developers know where the boiler flues are and the extractor ducts, etc., and they put cavity trays in. So we're continuing now with the same question, really, but it's carrying on. The extractors are drilled after the superstructure is built. Brick layers are not told where they go. So again, yes, the NHBC allowed developers to core drill holes once the roof is on. This contravenes building regulations. What we did when I was a contracts manager was to get the technical department to show the boiler and extractor positions on each house type so the bricklayers would know where to build in the cavity trays. So there's no excuse. So we came back with, I know what they're for. I'm just sceptical on the amount of rainwater likely to drop onto a duct through the wall and actually make a showing inside the house. Let's be honest here, 99 houses out of every 100 in this country don't have cavity trays over boiler flues and vents, and I suspect there are zero issues on any of them. I responded with, I won't disagree with you, but my job is to point out what is wrong. I also tell my customers the builder won't do anything about the missing trays, but it needs to go in the report to protect them. Here's another comment. What a disgrace. Can't believe anybody will buy a new house in the UK. The build quality is absolutely terrible nowadays, but people are desperate to get on the housing ladder, so these houses go up. My response to this was, the demand for houses is part of the problem. But it is about time the government stepped in and sorted out the problem of poor quality homes because new house buyers are receiving a poor deal. I've got to admit that we get some fantastic comments on our YouTube channel and it's interesting to see what people's thoughts are when they watch some of our videos. However, here we go. Here's another one. Most times, if issues are mentioned to management, it goes down as, ah, they'll stick it on a snagging list if they see it. A snagging list 
should be a few snags on a house, not eight pages of A4 paper, and that was both sides of each page, or a full rebuild, which I've near enough seen on one site, and that wasn't one house, but multiple. As for vent covers, they're crap. At the best of times, but I did laugh one day, when a site manager asked if I could help out getting a few houses ready. Fine, not an issue. Eight houses and the stores I checked to find and swipe vent covers to sort the two houses that were on CML that day, and not one, so I ended up going to sites opposite, hoping they had a few, which they did. Anyway, I went to see the site manager and said you need to sort next door out with a few wind events and maybe an idea to order a few more. His reply was, should I order five? Nah, mate, sarcastically. Six will be better. Where the hell do they find these imbeciles? And more to the point, who are the complete imbeciles employing these imbeciles in site management? Quite a bit strong, that one. Um, but, uh, my response to this was, what you were describing is common throughout the industry. That is why it's in such a mess. So another comment. We're coming to the end of these now, but geez, more proof of the contempt some companies seem to have to their customers. Houses are so expensive. Why can't they just show some respect to people? My response to this was no other industry will get away with how developers treat their customers. Once they have your money, they don't care. And new build home buyers are left having to fight to get what they paid for. Next one. This is the last one, I do promise. In my experience, the site manager has no clout. He just has a bunch of Bodgems subcontractors who don't give a damn while he hides in his cabin. I'm in a new build home, now battling the snagging list and seeing the workforce start around 8.30, have a brew at 9.30, an hour's lunch at 12, and most of them have done the deed and are on the way at 3.30. Earlier on a Friday, bloody joke. The workmanship is dismal. I fixed the simple snags myself, but try getting these clowns back to poor electrics, leaking toilets, the simplest of jobs to do it right at the beginning before plastering and painting. Personally, I wouldn't pay them with washers. If what I see is the state of British tradesmen, then we're doomed. Thank God they aren't in the military. That was a little bit strong as well, but my response to that was, sorry to hear you were having these issues. Who is the developer? Unfortunately, what you are experiencing is typical across the industry. The new homes ombudsman must be inundated with unhappy customers complaining about their houses. Now, these comments are quite common on, on the YouTube channel and we have a, a really good community on there. And it's interesting to see what people's thoughts are and what the comments are. And sometimes, you know, yeah, they do get a little bit passionate, but understandably so. So don't forget, if you have any comments or topics you would like me to cover, then please drop me an email to socials at livelyprofessionalservices.co.uk. If you would like more information, you can always visit our website at www.livelyprofessionalservices.co.uk. And if you have enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes, then don't forget to like us, review us and subscribe to keep up to date with new episodes on whichever platform you listen to your podcast on. This really does help us to improve the channel. So until next time, thank you for joining me today and I look forward to talking to you soon. Mm-hmm.